At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner. Presented by Bet Rivers. It is the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm holding with Vison. We got a nice little show today. Nuggets making a trade. Ooh la la. I got a couple of best bets as we're going to continue to ride the Rockies against the Dodgers, believe it or not. And I'm going to look at the NFL MVP and we'll check out the odds there on Bet Rivers. We got the Avs parade on Thursday. There'll be a course field tonight with the Stanley Cup. But let's start. With the big news, wake up this morning. Well, it was a couple hours after I woke up, but the Nuggets are trading Will Barton and Monte Morris to Washington for Contavious Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith. So my initial reaction is this. Everybody that's ripping Denver for this, I don't know if you've watched much of the Nuggets. The initial reaction is Denver moved two guys that weren't good enough defensively going forward. We saw all the issues defensively for the Nuggets the last couple of years. It's holding them back from being a great team. Will Barton is a guy that wanted to take games over. Sometimes he did. A lot of the time it wasn't to the benefit of the team. And I get it. I get it. There's an emotional bond between many of you with Will Barton. He's been here so long. Uh, Monte Morris, another guy. He's, I don't think he's the best player in the deal. Might be the second best player in the deal, but You get KCP, that's what they call him, Contavious Caldwell Pope. And uh, he he is exactly what they need. He's a 3 and D guy. Shoots the three, plays defense on the wing. He's not going to try and do too much like Barton did, okay? Barton was way too inconsistent. This kid, well, he's 29. He's consistent, Contavious Caldwell Pope. 
Uh, if Ish Smith stays, he's a quicker version of Morris. Uh, I would say a slight step back, but you don't need him to start. He's a nice piece off the bench. And he could be, you know, the third guy there at point guard behind Murray and then Bones and then Smith. Denver's not done making moves, by the way. This, this is setting something else up too, but more on KCP. That's what we'll call him. 39.3% on catch and shoot threes. They absolutely need that. That was in his four seasons in LA. Terrific perimeter defender. They needed this guy. He's a winner. He was on that 2020 Lakers championship team. Had a rough start to the playoffs. Then boom, he's one of their most valuable players. Okay? So they get the defender. They get the point guard to replace Morris. If Ish Smith plays here, it'll be his 13th NBA team. That'll be the most teams played by one player in NBA history. 50-50 shot he's still here, I think. Um, so you get the upgrade in defense. Ish can even play alongside Bones. You've got expiring contracts too, so they could bring KCP back. They could let him walk, okay? And I also think what this is going to do, getting Barton Morris out of there, I think this is going to give Christian Brown the first-round pick out of Kansas. And I'm a huge Christian Brown guy, being a Kansas guy. But uh, I think that's going to be good news, too. So you've got KCP, $14 million expiring at the end of the year. Smith, $4.7 million guaranteed contract. Barton, you give up $14 million. And Morris, you give up $9 million with two years left. So the trade works. And you could actually, you get $900,000 more for that mid-level ex uh, trade exception, I should say. Not the mid-level, the trade exception. So here's the Nuggets starting lineup. It'll be Jamal Murray, KCP, Aaron Gordon, Porter Jr., and Jokic. I think they're going to need a plan B for Michael Porter Jr. I mean, what does he play? 35 games if you're lucky? And I'm being serious here. They're going all in with MPJ. They've got to find somebody that can step in and be a, a legitimate starter next year when he goes down, because I don't think it's an if. The bench is Bones, Green, Najee, Brown, Smith. So obviously they need a small forward. They need a center to back up uh, Jokic. And I personally, what's wrong with bringing back uh, DeMarcus Cousins? I thought the guy was pretty good last year. He's a hothead, but he brought a little attitude. He could score. So they need bench scoring. They still need to bolster the bench. And it's got to be with small forward and center. That is next for this team. But I'm, I'm happy with it. And I think when it's all said and done, it's a good deal. It's a very good deal. Now, I was actually going to do a draft recap and some offseason notes because I have not talked about the Nuggets draft yet. It was all about the abs for so long. And I I'm telling you, I love Brown out of Kansas, 6'7". He can do everything. He's size on the perimeter. He's physical. He's more athletic than people want to give him credit for. His three-point shot, and he came to Kansas as a three-point shooter. It got better every single year. I think he'll be a legitimate three-point shooter in the NBA. Excellent physical defender. And I think it's going to be great with him working with Jokic because he's a cutter. He cut, he cut to the net. He's good in transition. So I think he could play immediately off the bench as a defender and a catch-and-shoot two-guard. Yeah. Peyton Watson, I wouldn't worry about too much with him. The kid out of UCLA, five-star recruit. Didn't play much. 6'8", 200-pound wing. Uh, he might be able to come in and play defender defense initially. 
little to no offensive game. He's a guy that uh, two or three years from now we'll probably be talking about more. But the draft was good. The draft was good. I give it a solid B, and I do like Christian Brown. Uh, a couple other things. Lines on Bet Rivers when it comes to the Nuggets. 14-1 to 1 to win it all. I don't think this trade's going to really uh, do anything for their odds. Uh, Jokic to win the MVP, 3-Pete, 10-1. There's four players ahead of him. Luka, Luka, Luka Doncic, Giannis, Embiid, and Tatum, and then Jokic. That, my friends, is number one on the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. want to give you my thoughts on the Rockies, and then we'll get to the MVP here in the NFL. Uh, Rockies Dodgers. Rockies Dodgers tonight. Abs in the Stanley Cup, going to be a course field. Number two on the front range four. Julio Urias and Herman Marquez is the pitching matchup here. And if you've listened to the show, we've been on the Dodgers. Actually, if you've listened to the show, we've been on the Rockies at plus 175 and plus 180. And I'm going to go back to kind of a, a little bit of a bet, but not a full game bet for the Rockies. Here's what I'm looking at. Julio Rios, really good left-hander. Really good left-handed pitcher for the Dodgers. Problem with him is he struggles at course. They beat the hell out of him at the beginning of the season. He gave up six runs, just three were earned. He wasn't, he did not have a good day. And at Coors Field, he's got a 5.91 lifetime ERA, and he gives up uh, almost a 800 OPS, 794. That's awful. Okay? Rockies got him earlier. His fastball velocity is actually down. This is Urias. It's down a mile and a half this year. Hmm. Down to 92.1 from 93.6. I think they can get to Urias. Don't forget, Rockies at home against left-handed pitchers. This is why I was not scared of them against Kershaw. I just haven't been scared of them at all. Not at Coors Field. It's a good, hold on, an average team at home. A horrible team on the road, an average team at home. Against lefties at home, Rockies, 309 batting average, 891 OPS and 435 plate appearances. They mash these left-handed pitchers. So here we go. And then I want to get to Marquez real quick because his first nine starts were garbage, hot garbage. He stunk. Last four starts have been better, folks. Opponents slashing 226 batting average and an OPS of 698. Not good. Here's the best bets. Rockies' first five, money line, Plus 175. Why am I not taking the full game? Eh, Rockies bullpen still scaring me a little bit. The Dodgers offense has not been the same without Mookie Betts. And I think we're seeing it again. Rockies team total over four and a half. They get to Arias tonight. Those are the two bets here from the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Let's move on to number three on the front range four. The four biggest sports stories on the front range. So... There's kind of two things going on here. I'm going to look at the NFL MVP race, but first I want to look specifically at Russell Wilson. Okay. Specifically at Russell Wilson. He might be the biggest name that I've seen talked about this offseason. Everybody's talking about him from the betting side, from the fantasy side, from the NFL side. I, I truly believe there is not a hotter name in the National Football League right now than the guy that we got here in Russell Wilson. So you look at the regular season MVP. Josh Allen's a favorite at plus 600. Mahomes and Brady plus 800. You got to go down 15 to 1, plus 1,500 for Russell Wilson. Okay, let's look at it here. 
Nathaniel Hackett building the offense around his strengths. What are his strengths? Get out of the pocket, throw the football down the uh, down the sidelines. He doesn't get the ball over the middle that much. We'd like to see that. Okay. I think a great running game is going to help with play action. It's going to cover up any warts from an above average offensive line. Yes, I said that. Now with Sutton, Judy, and Patrick, his wide receivers, what he's going to have to do is take those guys to the next level, at least two of them. You've got to have at least two of these guys. Judy, another injury, you know, the groin injury, whatever happened with the police. I mean, it's been a rough offseason. It's been a rough two-plus years for him here in Denver. There's no question. Um, but Sutton looks terrific. Patrick looks like he's got a nice connection. And if he can make one or two of them pro bowlers, I think he's got a good chance to win it. I really do. I really do. Uh, what would the Broncos have to finish with? Probably a 12-5 and five record and probably an AFC West crown. You get that. How do they not look at Russell Wilson? He's going to be on national TV too. He's going to be on national TV a ton, six times. Everybody's going to have a chance to see him nationally. When he was at Seattle, you didn't see him on national TV six times. And I'm including that Jaguars game. Now, for those of you that think he's in a, a steep decline, let's go look back at last year. Weeks one through five, Russell Wilson, 9.6 yards per attempt, 72% completion percentage. He was pushing the ball down the field. Then he got injured. Came back too soon. It was week nine. And his numbers, he went from 9.6 yards per attempt to 6.97 yards per attempt. And his completion rate went from 72% to 61%. That's big, big drop. Now we get a healthy Russell Wilson. The other flip side of this thing, I am really interested in seeing DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's numbers because now they get Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Does Russell Wilson make Sutton, Judy, Patrick, one or two of these guys, does he take them to the next level? And that's going to be the big one. I think it's worth a sprinkle, folks. I, I bet it. Plus 1,500. It's a longer shot. But if you're betting the MVP market, you're going to have to take at least one long shot for this thing to pay off. And at 15 to 1, that's a better bet for me than Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. Because I think the Cowboys will disappoint once again. A better shot than for me at 18 to 1 on Kyler Murray, who is going to be without Hopkins. I've got some real issues with the Cardinals this year, and we'll get into that as the season goes on. But that was number three on the front range four. That'd be Russell Wilson. Let me get into number four on the front range four, okay? And that would be the whole MVP market here, the whole MVP market. So how am I betting this? All right, first shop around. Bet Rivers knows this. And more often than not, especially in this MVP market, I'm seeing by far and away the best odds at Bet Rivers because they're all over the place. You'll have an 11 to 1 in one place, they'll be 9 to 1 at another place. There's quite a few guys that are really standing out. Now, I know Joe Burrow's MVP odds much better over here at Bet Rivers. I know Justin Herbert, too. You're going to find a hard time finding either one of those guys at 11 to 1. But shop around. Um, Justin Herbert, again, 9 to 1 at places, 11 to 1 at Bet Rivers. Jalen Hurts, you can find him at 20 to 1, uh, anywhere to 33 to 1. It's just nuts. So how are we betting these? Well, the first thing is you're looking at some trends. QB has won 14 of 15. 14 of the last 15 MVPs to quarterbacks. 
No non-quarterback has won the award since 2012. That's the first thing. You're betting a quarterback. Second of all, how many players do we bet? And how do we bet this award? So on futures, I'm usually placing three or four bets, and I'll be guaranteed a profit if one of them hits. Okay? Now, if you've got Josh Allen in the mix, and he's at, what, plus 600, then I will lay down two to three other bets. I mean, that's it. Let's say you're $100 better and you put down $400. Well, if Allen hits, you're still making $200. If Wilson hits, you're really making a nice payday. And the other guys I'm talking about, I think you'll get a nice payday too. So you'll go with three or four. Before I even get into who I'm betting, here's who I'm not betting. Very popular bets. Aaron Rodgers on a three-peat? Uh-uh. He lost Devontae Adams. His overall numbers are going to drop. He'd have to throw for more TDs and more yards for the Riders to even give him a shot. And I don't think he's going to average 7.6 yards per attempt again without Adams and MVS. It wasn't just Devontae. It was Marcus Valtez-Scantling, his deep threat. I'm not betting Tom Brady until I know what's going to happen with Gronk. I might back him again if Gronk comes back. And I'm also fading the hype on Jalen Hurts. Again, you're getting 33-1 to 1 on Jalen Hurts. Everybody wants some Jalen Hurts. And this is, again, Bet Rivers, best number there is. 33 to 1. It's not even close. He opened at 40 to 1. I'm seeing him at 20 to 1 at some of the books. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm not betting him. The Eagles do have an easy schedule, at least on paper right now. And I don't think Philly's going to be a bad team. And Hurts can run and he has a strong arm. But he was 28th out of 33 qualified QBs in completion percentage at 60.6%. Is he just going to take leaps and bounds because A.J. Brown is there with Devontae Smith? Will Brown magically add three to four percentage points to get to where Hertz needs to be? And that would be the Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen range. You know, it's not like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are really accurate passers. But they can both run. They're both going to be on winning teams. And I think Allen just continues to progress to where I think before it's all said and done, he's flirting with that 67, 68% completion percentage. Hertz did win five of his last six starts last year, but the Eagles are going to have to finish with one of the top four or five records in the NFL. I don't see it happening. It's a pass for me. But here are my best bets. I got a, a 7 to 1, I got a 10 to 1, and I got a 12 to 1. These are going to be my best bets. And Josh Allen now at 6-1. to one. Woo. Let's start with Justin Herbert. So I got a bet on Russell Wilson. I'm going to go with another quarterback in the division at 11-1. to one. He shined during his second season. Threw for over 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns. Had a bad offensive line. Chargers went out. Last two first-round picks, offensive line. He's got great weapons. I'm seeing the article where they're slow. Keenan Allen's not that fast. and not much speed. Mike Williams. Josh Palmer's breaking out this year. He's going to take a huge leap at wide receiver. When the player props drop, I'm going to take whatever that number is, and I'm going to go over. Herbert needs to cut down on the INTs. 15 last year. That's more than Mahomes had in a down year for Mahomes. He had 13. And again, the Chargers are in a hellish division. But if they win it and Herbert continues to climb and cuts down on the interceptions, he can win the MVP. There's a decent shot. The MVP comes from the AFC West, given the firepower there on the teams and the quarterbacks. Justin Herbert's the first bet. Actually, he's the second bet. So we got Russell Wilson 15 to 1, Herbert 11 to 1. Number three will be Joe Burrow. He led the NFL in completion percentage at 69.9%, basically 70%. And this is coming off of ACL surgery. It took him a few weeks, you would think, right? 
He enters the season with possibly the best wide receiver core in the National Football League. You're also getting him at 11-1, to 1, just like Justin Herbert. These are the numbers that we want. If you're placing four bets, you want to hit this 11-1. to 1. These, are two, these two guys are my sweet spot right here, Burrow and Herbert. Okay? Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, you kidding me, with a running game? At free agency, the Bengals went out, solidified the offensive line. They, they got three big ones. Ted Karras, Alex Kapp, and Lyle Collins. So center, right guard, right tackle. This guy was getting pummeled last year and in the, the, the rookie year too. Bengals win totals just nine and a half. So I think he's going to have to win at least 11, 12 games to be in the mix. But he's definitely got to be in the mix, and he's definitely a bet that I made. And then the last one would be Josh Allen. About 4,500 yards, 36 touchdowns, 763 yards on the ground. Mobile QB with a cannon arm on a good team. Now, a 64% completion percentage wasn't amazing. Just ahead of Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones. But he has explosive playmakers. He has the explosive arm. He can be accurate downfield. And he plays on a team that could finish with the best record in the NFL because of him. Now, it's always tough taking a favorite on a futures bet, but if there's ever a guy to do it with, it's going to be Allen. So best bets on the MVP, Josh Allen, 6-1. to one. Herbert, 11-1. Burrow, 11-1. Russell Wilson, 15-1. to one. Those are my four bets. And that was the front range four. So a big trade for the Nuggets. We got some bets on the Rockies and the Dodgers tonight. We got some NFL, and we'll be talking... A whole bunch of NFL going forward. And, and later in the week, I am going to discuss whether there's just too much hype surrounding Russell Wilson. I'm not sure there can be here in Denver, but nationally, is there just too much hype? Next on the show, our buddy Ian St. Clair. we got a lot to talk to him about. Is he going to the parade with the Avalanche? And if he's not, does he go to Coors Field tonight? God, he hates the Rockies so much. It's so unfortunate. <laughs> I understand his pain, though. We'll talk to him. Uh, I, I want to get his thoughts on this Avalanche Red Wings mid 90s, early 2000s rivalry because the ESPN came out with basically a 30 on 30. I don't know if they're calling it a 30 on 30, but that's basically what that is. Uh, his thoughts on the Nuggets and the Broncos going forward as well. Hey, also, don't forget to leave me a five star review if you get a chance and something nice about the podcast. That makes me feel so good. Ian St. Clair next. On the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. All right, it's a good week. I get to hang out with Ian Sinclair two times. We still have met in person, but that's fine. Whatever. Um, he's. He, I've been waiting to ask him cat questions because I just went out. I went to the Dumb Friends Animal League, League down in Castle Rock and got a 14-year-old cat. He's a cat guy. I'm not a cat guy. I'm a dog guy. But this cat's like a dog. It's 14. It loves my kids. It cuddles with me. It's amazing. Uh, I now understand why you're a cat guy. I get it, Ian. Cats are amazing, and I'm mine are happy now because the Avs won the Stanley Cup, and I won't be screaming randomly when they score goals or a penalty is committed by Colorado that isn't a penalty. 
and I scream at the TV and scare the crap out of my cats. So they are now happy that the Stanley Cup run is over. You know what I think is interesting? Like, and your wife too, she's into it, right? Yes. But I don't think people, like when you are the one that's screaming, you understand how loud you are, okay? I got a noise complaint during the Kansas uh, semifinal game. I got a noise complaint. And I said to the lady, I says, listen, Kansas is in because I'm no longer in my beautiful house. I'm divorced. I'm in this freaking apartment. And, and the, the lady goes, yeah, but you apparently were screaming expletives. So I didn't know that I was dropping F-bombs and stuff like, I mean, I know I was doing it, but that's how it is during a game. Like you don't realize just how obnoxious you are, but your cats know that. And that's fascinating to me. Absolutely. And I, again, scream expletives too. And my wife would sit on the couch and there would be moments where she would start recording. So not only do, <laughs> do I see it watching it back, I get to experience how absurd I get. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm loud. I mean, I'm a loud individual to begin with. So you had the emotion of the abs in the Stanley Cup final. It just amps it up. So are you going to the parade? No. Are you no. going to Coors Field tonight to go look at him, raise the cut? It'd be a lot easier to go to that because there's only going to be 35000 at the game tonight, maybe 40000 as opposed to a quarter million. Yeah, and then there are going to be about, what, 38,000 Dodgers fans? So most yeah. of the people at Coors Field aren't even going to care because they're not going to be Rockies fans. And it's going to be the only time that a championship makes an appearance at Coors Field. But no, I, I probably, I won't make, I probably won't do it. You can watch it on TV. And there's just going hey. to be so many people, because uh, I'd like to go to Civic Center Park, but that's going to be a madhouse. Don't you knock the rocks. They have they have treated me very, very well these last two days. A plus 170 and a plus 180 money line win over the Dodgers. And I'm going back to them tonight. They're going to score over four and a half runs, and they're going to win the first five innings. They're going to lose tonight's game. But they're going to go out there and shove tonight. So stop making fun of the Rockies, my friend. That's all we got between now and the start of uh, of training camp. All right? I, I mean, I'm sitting here talking about MVP odds in the NFL. Where are we? I, I will always make fun of the Rockies because that's what they do. There are more people at McGregor Square watching the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup final than at Coors Field watching the Rockies. They've got th they 39,000 last night. That's because it's a glorified sports bar. I've told so, you this. You're going down yeah. there to drink overpriced beer and watch the sunset. Yeah, but it's a really nice place to watch a game. It At is. least you got that. I mean, you could go to some other towns where the state – like you could be in Oakland right now, which would be the sewage-filled stadium. Really, when you think about it – You could be in the south side of the Chicago to, at Comerica Park or whatever, whatever at a U.S. cellular Guaranteed field. rate field? <laughs> I think that's what it is these days. Nobody knows what the names. What empower? What is empower? I don't even remember what it is. It's like a retirement, a retirement company. What's ball? Uh, an aluminum recycle company. Okay. Yeah, I literally know. Like guaranteed rate field. I know you would think it's loans because they're giving you a guaranteed rate. Okay. Coors Field, Coors Beer. I get it. The brewing company. Ball. Eh. What are we doing here? Aluminum. So you obviously knew that. I probably did know it and uh, decided to forget it for quite some time. But the stadium situations are pretty good here, really, when you think about it. You yeah, don't need are. a new stadium for the Broncos. You don't need one. Maybe nice to have a new one, right? 
but you don't need one. That place is still pretty new. It's still pretty nice in the times that I've been to it. Coors Field is an elite uh, arena. And then, you know, ball, this is what you have in the NBA and you have in the NHL. It's a lot of cookie cutters there. Maybe they'll get really fun with it. But the stadium situation here is terrific. Oh, I totally agree with that. There's also Dick Sporting Goods out on the, what, in western Kansas for the Rapids. So I haven't been out there, but apparently that's a pretty cool place to watch soccer. And so, yeah, I mean, the stadium setup here is phenomenal. Coors Field is one of the best places, if not the best place, to watch a baseball game. And I've been to multiple ballparks across the country, and Coors Field is at the top. It's just not too bad the product on the field sucks. The product, you're just so down on the Rockies. I don't know if I know anybody that hates a hometown team more than you do. I mean, seriously, you just cannot stand the franchise. And that's fine with me. But guess what? You know what else we have? What's that? Nothing. We got nothing now. The Avalanche run, but thank God they made that big run. So we yes. got the Rockies. Let's talk some Broncos, okay? Let's get into the Broncos. It's Let's time. Do that. It's Broncos. It is Broncos season. It's official. You had your two days to enjoy the avalanche, and now it's back into the Broncos. All right. Now, I already broke down the MVP race here, and I think that Russell Wilson has at least got to be a dark horse, a sleeper. Yes. The more research I do, though, and I really started digging in here the last two days, I do have some concerns about Wilson. Okay. Uh, over the middle of the field. It's just, he just doesn't throw it there. Um, he runs around too long, taking too many sacks. I think a lot of the sacks that he takes is on himself. Do you acknowledge that there's warts with Russell Wilson or right now, or are you just still in the honeymoon phase and you're not going to bother looking at him? I, I view it as two things. I, you have to keep in mind that the last couple of years in Seattle, the offensive line that he had was garbage. The offensive line did him no help and neither did Pete Carroll's offense. As I've said to you when the trade was announced, Pete Carroll is one of those guys who should have been a coach in the 1940s where he doesn't even feel like he needs a quarterback to throw the football. He just wants to run the football and maybe use a jump pass that we saw from Tim Tebow when he was at the University of Florida. I think that's about what Pete Carroll wants from his quarterback. I think his ideal quarterback is Tim Tebow. But so you, you, you keep that in so if you keep that in mind, now he's going to an offense and a system and a coach that just helped produce the back-to-back -back MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson is now going to be in that offense, in that same system. And I think he has the weapons that even Aaron Rodgers didn't have. I mean, obviously he had Devontae Adams. Totally get that. But in terms of depth at receiver position, I would take what the Broncos have now over what Aaron Rodgers had the last two years when he won the MVP. So that has to take into consideration all of this. And then obviously I think the Broncos offensive line is better. There are step, there's definitely some things to, that, you ha, that, you, that you might be concerned about with Russell Wilson. But I think if you look at what Peyton Manning did in his first year in Denver in 2012, that's the barometer of what I think Russell Wilson is going to be capable of in Denver because he's getting, he's going to, he's going to feel rejuvenated. He's going to feel like 
a new quarterback. He's going to be a new player, and I think he's going to take full advantage of that despite the things that he may not do well, like throwing over the middle of the field. I wonder having tight ends like Albert Akwegbunam. I wonder having a slot receiver potentially in Jerry Judy or Tim Patrick will help with that. So we'll see. I, 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 I totally get the concerns when it comes to Russell Wilson, but I also I also see the last two years, Nathaniel Hackett had a system and an offense that produced the back-to-back MVP. He did. There's no, there's no arguing that. I don't think Russell Wilson is as efficient as Aaron Rodgers, but we know that he can be because he has been in the past. I, I am a little concerned about the wide receiver situation. Now, we're going to find out just how good Russell Wilson is when we look at the end of the season and see where Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are, right? So if Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick or Jerry Judy have more yards, touchdowns, receptions, then all of a sudden you got to look at it and go, wow. Um, but I'm still, I'm still up in the air. Jerry Judy didn't have a whole, a full off season. He got banged up again. I love Jerry Judy. I love the skill set. It looks like Sutton and Patrick are the one, two right now. You talk about depth. There's not great depth. So I think the number one thing that Wilson's going to have to do, well, a couple of them, A, he's not going to be able to take the sacks. I think that might be the most important thing. B, he's going to have to elevate the, the play of these guys. And the question is, can he do that? And it sounds to me like you think, I don't want to say it's a fait accompli, but he's absolutely going to do that in your eyes. Oh, yeah. And then you throw in K.J. Hamler, who's going to be that deep threat Tyler Lockett possibility. Yeah. So that throws in there. I So I, I love... Tim Patrick. Tim, to me, Tim mm-hmm. Patrick is this generation's Rod Smith, where he just does whatever is asked of him, and he just goes to work every single day. And the other thing that you have to keep in mind is Russell Wilson loves the grind. He loves to put in the work, and that rubs off on everyone else on the roster. When you see your best player putting in the work like that, that's where the phrase raises all boats comes from. Because when you see him putting in the work and loving the work and putting in that grind, that rubs off on everybody else. So I think that's where he can help out a Jerry Judy, where he can help out a KJ Hamler. But I also think the shirt that I'm wearing, Pookie is going to really help out Russell Wilson in this offense. Yeah, Pookie. That's the big one right there. And Wilson did have some great running backs, at least oh, for like short shorts. He had Marshawn Lynch. I think Chris Carson, a superstar, he just couldn't stay healthy. That was the big thing. But, I mean, if you go back to Marshawn Lynch, I wonder if this is going to be a very similar running game, to be perfectly honest with you, where you're just so physical, you beat the hell out of the other team. I think the difference is they're better with their hands out of the backfield. Yeah. That'll be, to me, the big difference. And I've made the comparison between Javante Williams and Marshawn Lynch because I think Javante Williams is a similar running back to Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch. We've heard people talk about how he's like – he runs with that beast mode. I mean, think of the angry runs from Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football. How many times has Javante Williams shown up on that? That's Marshawn Lynch running the football. So this is going to be the second year for Pookie. He's going to be in a better offense. Can't get any worse than Pat Shermer. So <laughs> now, now you have a guy, and then you throw in Melvin Gordon, who is who is good friends with Russell Wilson. He's going to be another guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield and help if things break down. He can 
chuck it over and do a wheel route to Melvin Gordon or a screen pass to help take the pressure off. But I do think the offensive line is so much better than what yeah. Russell Wilson has had the last couple of years. And I think that's going to be a big part of this. And for those that are concerned, Dalton Reisner had his best year as a rookie with Rich Scangarello as his offensive coordinator. He hasn't been as good the last couple of years. Now he's going back to a system that is better for offensive linemen. We just look back into the 90s with that zone scheme that Mike Shanahan and rest his soul Alex Gibbs had. That's basically what this is now for Russell Wilson and this offense. Is Nathaniel Hackett doing that similar? It's from the Mike Shanahan tree of offenses. So I think this is not just suited better for Russell Wilson, but for this offensive line. Very, very interesting. Very interesting stuff going on with the Broncos here. And again, we've got, what, about three and a half weeks just to marinate on everything. We'll be talking a lot of Broncos, talk a lot of NFL, and then it'll be here sooner than later. But yeah, and as far as the moving pieces on the offensive line, if you looked at the numbers last year, the team, the offensive line took a massive jump. And I think if they can just recreate that and block the in block its own blocking scheme. I mean, you just need certain types of guys for that. Yep. So if you look at a roster and say, oh, these five guys stink. Well, if you put them in the right system, then all of a sudden they're going to be a lot better. And I think that's something that I'm looking forward to with the Broncos this year. But again, my biggest concern with Wilson, he doesn't throw over the middle. Fine. Figure out a way to get past that. It's holding on to the ball and getting sacked. I mean, you can't be there at second and 14. It's it, it's a killer. No, and I think that's where Nathaniel Hackett will help him. I think this offense is suited for quarterbacks to get rid of the ball fast. Think of how quickly Aaron Rodgers gets rid of the football. And I think that's mm -hmm. because of the offense and how receivers are in their routes, run their routes, and get open. I mean, you talked about it. This is an offense that's suitable for everybody, not just one or two players. It's set up for everybody to have success. And the one thing I'll mention, you mentioned at, at the top of this discussion about the MVP. It's the same thing that I'm thinking about with Pat Sertan as Defensive Player of the Year. There's going to be so much focus on the AFC West. There's going to be, so, I mean, basically all these teams play their allotment of primetime games. Whoever wins this division is going to be the MVP. If it's Russell Wilson, it's absolutely going to have him be the MVP because there's going to be even more focus on him since he's mm -hmm. playing for a new team. But the same could be said about Patrick Mahomes. The same could be said about Justin Herbert. It's not going to be Derek Carr and the Raiders. They're not going to be as good as they were last year. I don't care if Devontae Adams is on that team and they have Chandler Jones next to Max Crosby. You still have Josh McDaniels as your head coach. So the winner of this division there's going to be a spotlight on them. And I think whoever shines is going to come away with this. And that the odds right now, it's worth a sprinkle for Russell Wilson. It's worth a sprinkle. And I, I did discuss that. And the other thing was, you and I must have discussed Pat Sertan before. Because he's at 101. And I put, the, you know, like $10, $11 on it. Just a sprinkle, right? Because it's such yeah. a long shot. I don't think it's worth a, a big bet from me. But the path is there. Mm -hmm. I got laughed at. I got laughed at when I was uh, doing the Vista show. They're like, Patrick Sertan, why are you wasting your money on him? Well, 
if you saw what he did to Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, and now he doesn't have to deal with Tyreek Hill, but he gets to deal with Devontae Adams again. He gets to take on Keenan Allen or Mike Williams or whoever the hell the Chargers are throwing out there. I do think there's a path. If he is the best cornerback in the league, if he leads the league in interceptions, if he turns into this transcendent player that he looks like, I just think it's a good bet. I think it's a, it's a nice flyer. I absolutely agree with that. And it's the same logic behind Russell Wilson. If, and he's going to be on more primetime games. So there's going to be more opportunities for voters to see him. And that's the whole point. If you're a Pat Sertan, and there has been this comparison from people who have covered the Broncos for a long time, they see Champ Bailey in him. Champ Bailey had one of the best seasons in the history of football as a cornerback where he had 10 interceptions and no one threw the ball at him. And he still came away with 10 interceptions. Pat Sertan has that ability. Is he going to do it this year? I don't know, but he's going to have the chance. And that's the whole point. And I, 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 that's where I go with not just Russell Wilson as MVP, but Nathaniel Hackett as Coach of the Year. Because one of the things that voters look for in Coach of the Year is first-time head coaches. They love to reward first-time head coaches as Coach of the Year. And if Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson shine in the AFC West, if they come out on top, the spotlight is going to be on them, and they're going to get rewarded for it. It's going to be big. It's going to be big, my friend. Um, the Nuggets, I know it's not at the top of your list, the Nuggets. Do you want to pour one out for Will Barton, though? Which, no. by the way, these, 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 these Nugget fans that are saying it's a horrible trade, it's a really good trade. They got a piece that they really like. It's going to open up some salary, but you want to say bye-bye to Will Barton for us? Bye, Will Barton. I, I think <laughs> the thing that he is such a liability, he was not a good player. He, he was a head case. So the thing with Will Barton is I, I think once Nikola Jokic took over this team, I don't know if Jokic, I don't know if Will Barton could deal with that. So now he's going to go home. He's from Baltimore. You're getting a player. A, you're getting two good players who are, are good defensively and can shoot. I, I, I mean, that's the whole point of this. And then keep in mind, you're getting Jamal Murray back. I mean, that's basically a trade. And now they're under the cap. And I, I, for all the people saying, oh, Stan Kroenke wanted to get under the luxury tax threshold. You don't care. Have you not noticed what he does with the Los Angeles Rams? The dude throws money at Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Matt Stafford to keep the Rams in Super Bowl contention. I've said that's the way to do it if you're Joe Sackick in the avalanche to skirt the salary cap is to throw guaranteed money at people. I don't know how the NHL salary cap works, as I said on Monday. But Stan Kroenke is not cheap. The dude throws money at his teams. He will do it with the Nuggets if it makes sense. And that's the whole point. Does, is he the one that's – he's not day-to-day -day with the Nuggets. No, that's right? Josh. That's Kroenke. Josh. Yeah. Yeah, that's Josh. So I wonder if there is a difference in philosophy between father and son. I mean, it's possible. I don't think so. But I think that you, you, no. I because I, I mean, Stan Kroenke. It's always been said that Stan Kroenke loves basketball. When it, I mean, in Missouri, at Missouri, that's that was his sport apparently. So he wants to win. I mean, that that is abundantly clear. He just won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Just won the Stanley Cup with the Avs. You don't think he wants to win the Larry O'Brien Trophy with the Nuggets? course he does he wants to get the pieces around 
Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. So let's give Calvin Booth some time to put this roster together and put his stamp on it. It's just two pieces, Monte Morris and Will Barton. Are we really going to fill our diaper over those two guys who didn't do anything to help the Nuggets anyway? It's just a better fit. It's just, you got a three and D guy. They need a three-point shooter. They need a defender on the wing. And that's it. They got him. You know, oh, I can't believe you gave up so much. Well, they've had a couple runs with Morris and Barton, and it didn't work out. And now Barton's not going to try and take a game over when it should be Nikola Jokic. Exactly. And that goes back to the he couldn't get over the fact that this was Nikola Jokic's team. And I thanks for everything, Will Barton. Better luck in D.C. What's happening on Play Colorado and PlayColorado.com, my friend? So I, I men- talking some abs. I mentioned this on Monday. I, I have my piece dropping on the abs Red Wings rivalry on the ESPN documentary Rekindled. And I, I took the, the whole, obviously I revisited the rivalry, but I'm also looking at, is there a way to bring it back? And I absolutely think there is. Could you imagine a Stanley cup final between the Colorado avalanche and Detroit Red Wings? I mean, sign me up make that happen because for all that we experienced in the late 90s early 2000s from 96 to 2002 since both teams played in the west they never played in a stanley cup final we can now get that so steve eiserman get your crap together get a good red wings team and let's rekindle this in the stanley cup final only old people like us remember it though how was the special because i only got in five minutes into it how was it was it everything you I haven't been able to watch it yet because okay. I was too I was too amped up over <laughs> Game Six of the Stanley Cup it. Final. So now I'm uh-huh. letting my emotions bubble down. So when I watch this, I don't want to punch my TV when Darren McCarty or Scotty <laughs> Bowman show up. So, or Brandon Shanahan or Vladimir Konstantinov or Sergey Fedorov if he's even on the the show. Chris Draper whining still about being boarded. Here's the interesting thing about all of that. Detroit fans seem to forget that Adam Foote was cheap-shotted before Claude Lemieux boarded Chris Draper. I find that very interesting. We just found uh, the most tilting thing for our friend here is the Red Wings from the 90s. It's as simple as that. Yeah, you're, you're just, you went back in time. His eyes just turned red. I mean, it was fascinating to listen to that. Just wonderful to see. Um, what are the numbers coming out? How do you think we did as far as betting the avalanche here? Because I'm going to tell you. I, when I go to the gym, all my guys, they're bet all of them. And I just, and all of them were tell coming up to me saying, I'm going to bet on the avalanche tonight. How should I bet them? And they're very happy with me, by the way, I'm still trying to get a discount because I made my trainer so much money, but how big do you think this is? Is NHL going to be top three or is it still going to be, well, cause the nuggets weren't even in there last month. Right. So there gotta be hockey's gotta be a top three with the abs here. Right. Uh, you would think, I would think it's going to be probably NBA, maybe Major League Baseball overtakes it, but the NHL will be right there. It's going to be very interesting to see where the NHL ranks in all of this because all we had pretty much in May was what the, the well, we had the NBA playoffs. So I'm curious to see how people will, how, I mean, it's clear here Colorado loves NBA betting. So that will be number one in my mind. And then it'll be interesting to see if the NHL gets number two or if it's Major League Baseball. Yeah. I I just felt it, man, during the cup finals. 
that's when it really got going because so many people just didn't watch them during the regular season. And the other thing is I'm tr- I've been asking everybody for the Denver TV ratings, right? I wonder if this kind of validates Cronky at this point. Like we don't need, we don't need Comcast. We don't need to expand it. As long as we get into the playoffs, they'll be watching. And now people are going to come over and make sure they watch us during the regular season. I'm not so sure that happens. I, I, I said this to you on Monday. Now is the time to get that goodwill to the fans. Yep. They just won the cup. There's going to be a, a huge rise in youth hockey now. It happened in 96. It happened in 2001. It's going to happen with this team. Colorado is now a hockey market. Build on that. Get that goodwill to the fans who haven't been able to watch this team in three years and then throw in the Nuggets. You haven't been able to watch Nikola Jokic. Get that goodwill out to the fans. It just makes good business sense. Forget Comcast. Just find a way to make it work. It would be nice. It would be very nice. And I think we would all be very, very, very happy about that. Mr. Ian St. Clair from PlayColorado.com. A, a doubleheader with you this week. I couldn't think of anything more magnificent. It's just wonderful. Thank you for the time, my friend. Of course. Thank you. Okay. Just to recap what we got here, best bet. We're going to go with the Rockies' first five tonight at plus 175. We're going to go with the Rockies' over four-and-a-half team total, and that's basically the bets that we have. Uh, thank you, Mr. St. Clair. Coming up tomorrow, I'm going to hook up with my counterpart with the Washington, D.C. City cast. We'll get his thoughts on the Nuggets-Wizards trade. For Ian, for our producer, Stephen Young, I'm Holden Kushner. Thanks for checking out the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers.